Thank you. Thank you. It's good I only have 10, 10 minutes, because I'm not sure I have that, that much to, uh, to say. Uh, let me try to sum up in five. Uh, I was born, as you said, in Shillington, Pennsylvania. Uh, early on, fastened upon the idea of doing something creative in life. I wanted to be a cartoonist, I thought. I wanted to work for Walt Disney and animate things. Uh, remember, I was the Disney generation, uh, more or less. Um, I cartooned and drew a lot, and my mother was a cultured lady, uh, born, on a, born on a farm, but she got the idea she wanted to be a writer, and so I was watching her write, type, uh, that maybe gave me the idea that this was something worth trying to do. Uh, attended Harvard, which was a good place to go if you were going to be a writer, not so good if you were going to be a cartoonist, um, and was fortunate enough to get accepted, get some things taken by the New Yorker uh, the very month I got out of college. So I've been a writer for maybe too long. I think it's useful for writers to ship out on banana boats or something or have uh, have experiences, uh, and my whole adult life has been spent writing. Um, nevertheless, I've managed to keep on with it, uh, mostly by trying to convert uh, the stresses of being a middle-class American into, into fiction. Um, I would recommend to would-be writers in this audience, if any, uh, and it may be that people no longer aspire to be writers, that we've sort of gone beyond into a kind of post-print paradise where, where writing, uh, writing will seem a terribly quaint thing to do. Uh, and it is a quaint thing to do. Uh, it takes a certain kind of patient temperament. You have to be willing to sit in a room day after day and sort of talk to an imaginary reader Imagine that you're entertaining this reader and that some kind of electricity is being generated. So it's not for, it's not for everybody, but it suited me, um, suited me fine. Uh, takes patience, maybe takes some uh, basic shyness, and it takes some ability to daydream as well as to do research and uh, try to organize. The one thing I remember about cartooning and and the reaction that my artwork received was that uh, my old art teacher said I had a good sense of composition. And whether or not I did, I think it's very useful for writers to have some sense of composing, to know, to be able to, to some extent, to picture the book or the story or the poem even uh, in your head before you begin it so that you have a goal in mind and you're trying to get there uh, in a sort of shapely fashion so that when the reader puts it down, he will have the sense of having handled a completed and a fully intended uh, thing. The notion of a, of a piece of writing as a thing may be a useful one for some of us. Uh, you are trying to be a craftsman as well as a prophet uh, and a rabble-rouser, and it's the craftsman that, that uh, shows up day after day uh, in the office, even on days when the priest and rabble-rouser fails to turn out. Now, are there any people out there, young or old, who have any questions that you think I can answer? One of the problems of being a writer is that you don't really provide answers. You provide more questions than answers. And many of the books, many of the things you write are really things that puzzle you rather than things at which you've arrived at a, at a conclusion. Now, were there, were there any hands in this, 
in this uh, dead, dead. There's mics, mics around. This is a dazzling conflux of brains and beauty here, and I, it's kind of surreal to be talking to you, but <laughs> yes. Uh, my name is Rachel. I'm from Providence, Rhode Island, and I've just finished my master's in English literature at Oxford. And I was just curious if you could share with us some of the writers or artists who have inspired you in your own work. Uh, I mentioned my mother, whose work I didn't uh, know, but whose example I could see. Uh, I began by reading, as I said, comic books were sort of my speed comic strips. I moved from that to uh, New Yorker humorists. Uh, James Thurber and Benchley and E.B. White were in their prime when I was a young man. And so Thurber was almost my first love. I went to Harvard and majored in English and read what they told, told me to with, uh, with, with um, pleasure, actually. I, I enjoyed being told to read things, and although you never quite master English lit, it's good to have a kind of map of it uh, in, your, in your brain. Uh, when I came out of college, though, there was still much I didn't know and hadn't read, and uh, I stumbled in England. A year I spent in Oxford, uh, my then wife and I began to read Henry Green, who is not a terribly famous English novelist, but to me he just had the key. The way he used language was terribly exciting to me. I thought this is a new kind of prose that actually reaches out and touches the, touches the object. A wonderful ear for dialogue as well. And I began to read. I began to read Marcel Proust in English, I blush to confess. But uh, Proust and Green kind of got me started uh, toward my own voice. And since then, I've, uh, there are many uh, writers I admire. Uh, I see Mr. Mailer is right in the room with me, but uh, Proust and Henry Green, I think, are the ones I would have to name as far as helping, to, helping me to find my own voice. Uh, back there, yes. Hi, I'm uh, Tashaka Cunningham. I'm a um, uh, graduate student in biology at Rockefeller University. And uh, I also have had a long-term interest in writing, and one of the questions I have for you as a, as a successful writer is, how does one find one's voice? Do you have any keys, um, you know, exercises you do, or, or any tips as to how to find one's voice as a writer? Well, uh, one clue I've already suggested, that is, imitate writers you admire. Okay. Wait, wait until you find writers who really excite you, and then, in some extent, begin to emulate them. There's no danger of copying them outright, because they have a different life than you will or have had, and so that your own material but may somehow gel in a, in a borrowed uh, voice. Other than that, I think uh, try to write uh, much as you would talk. Uh, be clear, try to be amusing, uh, try, try not to repeat yourself, uh, and all these things will pr produce a voice. I think it's a mistake to try to locate a style before you've located your material. The material, what you want to say, what has happened to you that excited you, what you're imagining, uh, what you imagine that excites you, all this will to some extent determine your style rather than trying to invent a style and then fit things in, into it. So that's about all I can think of now. Uh, your voice is funny. Uh, people using their voice, you know, it gets high, low, but there's a certain, when you hum, I'm told, that is your real voice. And so a writer, I think, should go into his room and, and hum a little and then begin to write. Um, <laughs> Uh, my name is Andrew Park. I'm uh, from Chicago and currently a graduate student at Oxford. Uh, for some of us who write, um, you know, who haven't actually found success or anything like that yet in writing, um, sometimes feel like we're writing in a vacuum and it's very hard to find feedback or people to read and, and give you some idea of where your writing 
you know, needs to improve or what, what can be done with it. Uh, early on, or very early on in your career, where did you turn for you know, some kind of a writing commute? Was there a community that you could turn to? Uh, I happened to come to college at a time when writing courses were just being inaugurated, so I did take a number of writing courses, and there you do have a teacher who gives you some feedback and also the other students who give you even more feedback. So also I've always availed myself of whatever pub publications were around. In high school, I wrote for the little high school mimeograph paper. At college, I wrote for the Harvard Lampoon. So I think it's important for fledgling writers uh, to remember that this is to some extent about getting into print. And any kind of print that you can get into is better than not at all. Because as you say, uh, it's hard to write in a total vacuum. Uh, no matter how abstract or com complex your uh, scheme may be, in the end it is it is an attempt at communication, so you want to know that there's a, a face of some kind there. Other than those academic solutions, of course, um, I don't know, find friends uh, who are interested in what you're writing and, and, and trust them. Uh, in the meantime, don't stop s sending things out. Remember that, that your objective is not to entertain your friends, but to entertain people you don't know, uh, entertain strangers. Hi, my name is Paul Nitz. I go to school at Yale Law School. Most of us in the room weren't around when your rabbit series or The Naked and the Dead were, were published, but I think one of the things that we all recognize about those books is that they were not only sort of supreme creative documents, but also uh, were a chronicle of American culture at the time when they were published. And it seems like the last American novel which tried to have that impact was Jonathan Franzen's The Corrections, and it was sort of ridiculed when it was published for trying to be that kind of a sweeping document. And I'd love to get your perspective on whether or not there's any place for um, that kind of document uh, in the form of a novel anymore. Uh, my, my sign to stop is on, so this will be my last question, and my answer is that, uh, of course, one wants to write as big and inclusive and important a book as you can, but I think it's maybe a mistake to begin with the notion of importance. You should begin with a smaller idea, some scene, some, some person, some image that you want to communicate, and let that grow into the massive Moby Dick of the 21st century that, that we'll all uh, like to achieve. I mean, I, I, there, there's a way to be self-conscious and there's a way to be harm, harmfully self-conscious. And uh, so, yes, in my own work, I certainly have tried to stretch it as much as I can and make it as broad and, uh, yeah, as I can. But on the other hand, uh, you, in the end, have to begin with something personal and relatively small. And now I must stop and I thank you all very much. Thank you.